What is up with the Panther Nation? This is your sports editor, Daniel Stackhouse, and I'm here with our Prowler advisor, Justin Spencer, coming to you live from the Panther Pit. And we're going to be talking about some sports that have been going on this past, past month. First of all, Mr. Spencer, how you been doing? You know, Dan, I'm doing pretty well, man. It's, it's good to be back on the show, talk about some Stars Mill sports. Obviously, you and I have been keeping up with a lot of it here, so uh, pretty pretty good, man. What about you? Long weekend, coming off a long weekend? How do, how you feel getting back in the newsroom and getting in the swing of things? It's been crazy, especially with all these sports. We kind of left on a very interesting note where we didn't know what was going to be happening with everything. But now that we're back, it's very interesting to see that most winter sports already have a solid direction as to where their seasons are going to go and what kind of narratives we should be looking at. But let's kind of take a deep dive into that. And let's start out with some girls basketball. First of all, we have a really big piece of news. Uh, junior Jacqueline Hester eclipsed 1,000 points this past Saturday against McIntosh. She is only the fifth Stars Mill student ever to reach this to reach this milestone, and it is very impressive in her own right. You know, I was thinking about that. Like over the weekend, I was getting ready because you know Abby Carter and I cover covered the the Macintosh games on Saturday, and I know we're going to talk Friday Whitewater, Saturday uh, Macintosh. But like as I was getting ready, you know, for the game Saturday, packing up my stuff, you know, for notes and all that. Um, it was really cool for me to go back on the prowlernews.org and pull up those previous stories that we had written. Like we've covered all five of them, you know, starting with Katie Wilson back in 2014 as the very first player ever um, and, and on the girls team. Because, uh, like, we have three of the five, three are from the girls team, two are from the boys team. But, like, Katie Wilson in 2014. And then what was really interesting is if you look at the last four years of Stars Mill basketball, They've had a player hit that thousand point mark each of the last four years. You know, we've we've had we've had Drew Hudson, we've had um, Nate Allison, we've had of course Alice Ann Hudson, the all-time leading scorer for the for the school, and now you have junior Jacqueline Hester. And for me, um, it was cool. You know, I'm sitting in the stands right behind her parents and everything. Obviously, a great moment for Jacqueline, for the team, for the family, and everything. For me, what what I found find really interesting is if you think about that. Like, we all know Alisanne Hudson. We all know what Alisanne did for, for girls basketball here, their first region championship, all that kind of stuff. Jacqueline really played in Alisanne's shadow. And still, in only her junior year, she's hit 1,000 points. Like, that's incredible if you think about it. I mean, and if you look at the numbers, and we'll have to, we'll have to, to, to get with Coach Klein to really look at the numbers, but, like, Jacqueline, if things stay on the trajectory they're on, she could probably wind up being, what, the school's second all-time leading scorer ever? And she played behind Alice Ann Hudson for the first two years. That's impressive. That's really impressive. I don't know. What are your thoughts there? I think it says something about the fact that we've always got a, some sort of talent pool to pick from, even if it isn't super big. We've got some really good skill players coming in every year and with every every coming class. Because, like you said, we're we've been seeing a one thousand yard that one thousand points milestone be broken year after year and right. i think that in itself is amazing is a consistency of seeing some player being able to break that right and i know um abby carter we were up there you know like i said sitting in the stands covering the game and she spoke with the athletic director shane ratliff uh about sort of okay like 
four years in a row, how's this possible? Like, and I'm, I'm not going to give away his answer right here on the podcast. It's going to be an Abby story that you can read on the prowlernews.org. Um, but uh, I really, he spoke with me after she interviewed him, and I really liked his approach and his response. Now, but I think, you know, we're talking about all this. I, I think what we really need to do, though, is we, we need to hear from the player herself. You know, uh, Abby spoke with Jacqueline Hester about this milestone after the game. Uh, so I think, I think we, we pause here and let, and let her speak, you know, on that accolade. So what does it mean to you to hit this 1,000 points achievement tonight? Um, it was great, you know, like, um, I don't know. I was hoping we would win, but, uh, you know, it was great. You know, our team, my team, like, got me, like, here too. It wasn't just me, like, helping everyone, you know. So, yeah. And uh, how are all y'all's communication developing? Uh, I think we're a team that has a lot of, like, new people, I guess. So I think we're... Uh, getting it together some and because we haven't played together too too much because you know it's we're a different team than last year so I think that once like playoffs come around I think that we're going to improve and get a lot better and Brooke really stepped up tonight what does that mean to you and the team oh it was great she killed it and we need her to do everything that she did we need her to score a lot and she's so talented so she's going to help us you know for next year and she's going to do great overall on the weekend though Probably need to take a couple of minutes to look at how this really went. Um, You know, uh, every single time when Stars Mill plays McIntosh in basketball, these two teams know how to put on a show. They know about it's going to come down to to those final seconds of the fourth quarter or whatever. You know, I've been covering enough of them and watching enough of them that Abby and I have been talking because she covered the last time we played McIntosh at McIntosh, that triple overtime boys game, right? And then we're talking again, and it's always the third quarter. I, you know, we keep looking at it. It's the third quarter seems to like if a team can run away with it in the third quarter, no problem. But it always seems to like the third quarter really seems to like whoever's losing at halftime seems to draw it back in in the third quarter. And then it just makes for a really exciting fourth quarter, you know, um, in the boys and girls games, both. I know we're talking girls here first. Um you know, the girls, when we played McIntosh, they, they came away with the win. Uh, and, that, you know, Denise Fajardo had, a, had an amazing game. Um, you, there's, a, there's a freshman on the, on the team now, Brooke, um, who just, again, I think she had just as many points as Jacqueline Hester did. Like Hester and, and Brooke combined for 40 of the team's points. And that was incredible. And it's kind of like what you mentioned just a moment ago about how there seems to be a player stepping up, right? You had, you had Hudson and Hester. And now you've got Hester and this young girl, Brooke, who's a freshman, sort of like right there in that shadow. Like, like just it's incredible to see that. Um, and I know we've talked a lot about like the team working to come together. You know, they, they, the girls team lost by 19 Friday night to Whitewater, 60 to 41. Um, not their best outing. And once again, Coach, Coach Emily Sweeney is out. Uh, quarantine. So you've got the, the um, Conover, the, the interim coach, stepping in. Um, but, you know, they, so they, they lose, a, you know, by 19 Friday night, they turn around on Saturday playing McIntosh in a much, much closer game. I think it was 59 to 55 was the loss. They're still a loss. Uh, you know, I think they were floating around the four seed in the region. And now I look at it and they've dropped down to the sixth seed in the region. Um, and you know, I know that there's some concerns there just about like, and that was one of the things Abby and I were talking about, like, how do you, how do you write the ship? 
right? I mean, I think the teams sit at like three and eleven, three and twelve now. Like I said, they're three. You know, two of those three wins are region wins, which is great. Uh, but you're two and five in the region, and we're we're in the middle of January. You know, it's time to, to get things turned around and really start pushing. And I know that Abby Abby talked with Coach uh, Coach Conover a little bit about that. So let's uh, let's go ahead and hear hear it from Coach. The development of communication through the team coming along. It's getting better every day. Um, we've had a few seniors step up and be leaders, um, and that's kind of trickling down. The girls are talking more, commuting more, and uh, you know they play hard every night, and they're, they're a fun team to watch and coach. And what does Jacqueline mean to the program? Uh, you know, everything we do runs through her, and you know when she gets going, the girls feed off her energy. You know, they feed off how hard she practices. Um, she just kind of brings everyone up, and you know, makes everyone more comfortable on the floor when she's out there because she makes things a little bit easier for everybody else. Yeah. And how do you get the team back to winning? Uh, we're right there. Um, you know, we've had a couple of tough games, but the girls are hungry, and you know, they work hard every day. And you know, as soon as, as soon as they get one to fall, and you know, we play better tonight and get a couple of wins, we're going to be uh, a team that no one's going to play in region because we're going to be tough to beat. And you know, Stackhouse, we've talked about just like the team coming together. It is a young team, um, and you've got. Uh, I mean, you've got. Blinstrub and, and Flanders, who are who are softball players, you know, um, you got uh, McDaniel, who's pre- predominantly a, a lacrosse player. You've got, you know, so you've got this whole mixture, and then there seems to be a handful of freshmen, uh, almost a handful of freshmen on on the on the varsity squad. So it's young, um, and just learning, you know, learning the the game, learning to to play together and everything as as they. As they come along, and again, who knows? You know, like who knows what's going to happen come region region tournament time. You know, obviously you want a better seed than the six, um, but still, you could be a six seed and make the state playoffs. You know, you could be a six seed and win out. Uh, I know that Griffin girls team is pretty tough. They're ranked in the top ten in the state right now, um, but still, I mean, I'd, I'd be okay with you know you you come in as a five or six and walk out a two. You know, um, so so I don't know. We'll see, man. What, what are your thoughts there? I mean, you, that you bring up a brought up a really good point. That's actually exactly what happened with volleyball earlier 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 this season. They started as a six seed, squeaked their way into the, as a four seed, and end up going all the way to the elite eight. To I'm pretty sure the runner up of the um the the semifinalists in St. Pius. I'm pretty sure, but. What I what I look at when I'm seeing this team, this team, and I think there's a lot of sparks. There's a lot of things that we can work with. Like I said, you have a bunch of you have kind of like a melting pot of players from different sports. You also have Megan Blanchard and Denise Fajardo, two solid seniors. But make no mistake, I really feel like this team kind of revolves around Jacqueline, and I feel like it's a, it's a really good folk focal point to be around because she is a fantastic player and she's had that time and that experience to really be a solid leader. I think we're starting to see that here and there, but it's like these things need to come together. And, you know, Coach Sweeney being out multiple weeks and not even being there for some of these big matchup games makes that even harder for them because if you really look at it, most of their games are either really close losses or blow or blowouts. Right. And it, right. what that impression gives to me is that there isn't consistency yet and I feel and it's but it does seem like they are trying to get to that point. But we are we are nearing region in a couple weeks and it's all going to come down to is it all going to come together at the right time. And if it doesn't, we're not going to be moving on. Right.
Right. But, but I mean, you, you touched on something there. I mean, you, 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 it is obviously built around the, the play of Jacqueline Hester, but it's interesting. It seems like, at least the games I've been to, there's another player that has been brought into the mix that has played an incredible game. You know, like I said, the last time we played McIntosh, you had, you had Fajardo stepped up, hit some big threes. Um, you know, this past Saturday, you got that freshman Brooke out there who who does the same thing, and she puts up 20 points. So it's nice to see that it doesn't all have to rely on Jacqueline, because I'm sure that that's going to get exhausting, especially as the as the season goes on. I mean, when you're when you're in that region tournament, whatever that's going to look like right now. Um, but like when you're in that, you're playing games back to back to back to back days. Your players are going to get tired. So if, if Jacqueline's got some of those players who can step up. Like like we've seen it happen a couple of times. I think you know maybe maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it's it's you know you get you get into that region tournament. And it's like okay, let's hit the reset button. It's a whole new season. I mean, you, you've heard about it. Like you know, Coach Phillips and the football team talks about it. Once you hit postseason, like who cares? Who cares about the rest of it? Like once you're in the playoffs, it, it, it's it's one game. You know, it's like once we make that region tournament, you play that game. Right, and then that's the only one we're, and then you go to the next one. You play like I, so. I'm, I'm so maybe then it clicks, and they start really rocking and rolling. I don't know. It could be exciting to see. It could be really exciting to see. Uh, on the boys' side, man, what, what do you what do you have to say about the boys' side? You know, I think they're on a roll right now. I think that they've got a lot of really good pieces. You know, they've got you've, we've got the Townsend brothers, Michael Malachi, got Brandon Allison, really good, uh, Elliot Baker. And a bunch, they've got and they got a six eight guy in Anthony Robinson. They've got a lot of good. They've got a solid skill, some good height, and then um, you also got Philip Sheltis, and then Nate, and then Nate. I can't remember his last name. Allison? Uh, not Nate Allison. Um, I think he's a junior as well. But okay. Or Evan. Evan. Yeah. Evan Corville. Evan yeah, Corville. Junior. junior Evan. Yeah. You got he a can, lot of good, the three. Yeah, but you got a lot of pieces in play to. See, to see that our team could be a big threat. But, hey, you got to see them in action with Abby Carter. What did you think? I did. You know, um, Friday, uh, they went one and one on the weekend. They, they lost 66-60 to at Whitewater, over, over, or I guess at home. Uh, turned it around with a 54-51 win against McIntosh here at home on Saturday. Uh, you know, I was I was there trying to try out a few things uh, stat-wise. Um, shout out to, to Riley Stapleton. I was trying some of your stuff there, Riley. Um, and... Um, it was interesting to see, and you kind of mentioned it. Like you, you just gave me a whole list of names. Like on the girls' side, we're mentioning just a couple of names here and there. On the boys' side, man, it's it's like where do you start? Yeah, we got the Townsend, sure, but you, you can get Robinson off the bench. You got um, even even James Jones when he comes in, or, or Gabe Sands. I mean, like you go down and you just see how deep. Coach Reeves' roster is. He's got he's got like how deep that bench is. He's got so many options. You know, Schulteis can come in and and he knocks down a big three in the game. Um, but then like when one player goes cold, you know, Michael Michael seemed pretty off Saturday. I'm not gonna lie, Michael Townsend seemed off, but Malachi stepped up. But then you know one of the things that we really need to talk about was like the team in the third quarter. And like until 2.49 left to go in the fourth, or 2.29, I'd have to check my notes, the team just went ice cold. From halftime to two and a half minutes left in the game, they just went ice cold. I think we only scored like 17 points in the second half, right? I mean, there's some concern there. But Malachi hits this shot, 
And it was, I mean, because I'm sitting there in the fourth quarter, and I'm like, this is fourth quarter Macintosh Stars Mill. Why is this place so quiet? Right? And I had that thought, and then boom, big play from Malachi. Place goes nuts. It's an and one kind of play. And suddenly there was this, there was this spark. There was this, this kickstart. And it was like, okay, yeah, we're back. And then, then the way we played out from there was, was just great. And, I mean, you're right. Like, think of – like, you pretty much just named, you know, two-thirds of the roster who at any point can step up and play. Uh, you know, I know that we talked a lot early on. The boys' team started 5-0. and I got to question some of the, the, the strength of that, uh, of who we were playing. And then we seemed to really dip off. You know, playing a triple overtime game at McIntosh and then turning around and playing, what, a one or two overtime game against Griffin didn't help. Griffin's boys team is sitting on top of the, the region standings as well as their girls team right now. Um, but, you know, so I feel like the, the depth of the roster is there, definitely. Um, I, I, like you said, it seems that we're, yes, we took this sort of nosedive over the break and everything, but now we're coming back out, we're playing those region games, and they're close or they're wins. You know, uh, and I think that that's really good. And I think we're where are we at in the region now after I number. Think I think we're in either four or three. Uh, yeah, I think we're right at the three four mark, which which is a good place to be. I mean, you got Harris County, you got Griffin above us, um, but you know, I'm looking to see. But I, you know, and I will say, uh, and we'll get to some coach audio here in a second. I will say that that ice cold that I saw is something we need to keep track of. I mean, you're talking about going cold for 13, 14 minutes in the second half. On down the stretch, you can't do that. You know, teams are going to run away with it. Thankfully, you know, I mentioned like Abby and I talked about this, and we'll see it in her story this week. But like, thankfully, when we went cold, McIntosh didn't get hot. They didn't capitalize, which was really nice. Um, so I mean, just something to keep keep in mind there. You know, let's uh, but let's pause for a second. Let's hear what uh, let's hear what Coach Reeves had to say about the team's performance and everything um, after after that fifty four fifty one win over McIntosh Saturday. It looks like a lot of the story comes from your starting five. How do you get more players involved from the bench? Um, well, I'd say maybe a lot of our scoring comes from our starting five, but a lot of our stellar defense comes from the uh, bench. To be honest with you, and so we're kind of uh, we're a team that tries to be balanced, I suppose, and we do have some. We have some. Our best two scores are our starters with uh, with Malachi and Brandon. However, probably our best defensive players come off the bench. So, um, the, really, I don't worry about getting them involved offensively. Like I was telling Maurice tonight, I, I think he had probably Maurice probably had six points, maybe give or take. But um, but you know, like I, I don't worry about getting him involved offensively as much as I worry about him coming in and playing good defense off the bench. So, we try to keep a mix of the good defenders and the good offensive players in there. And like I said, our scoring comes from where it comes from. And so, like I said, I feel like everybody's involved. They're just not, maybe they don't show up in the, the point stat sheet. You know? Yeah. And after watching last night's game and tonight's game, the scoring, the scoring seems to drop in the second half. How do you fix that? Um, I mean, you know, like I said, we, uh, we just got to kind of stay focused the entire time, I suppose, you know. Uh, last night we got up big and I uh, feel like we, you know, maybe got comfortable. And, uh, but after that, you know, like I said, we kind of grinded out and win tonight where we scored 35 in the first half, 28. So it was okay tonight, you know, like I said. And when you're kind of grinding down there at the end, and we missed a lot of shots, you know, like right there kind of, uh, you know, got in a little bit of a rush. But 
Uh, like I said, they did too. So we, I thought we play. I thought our defense kind of balanced that out. You know, like I said, maybe we got to get in better shape. I don't know. Don't put that in there if you just don't even say like <laughs> me just saying we got to be in better shape. You know, but um, but you know, like we we like I said, we just got to figure out a way to close out games because like I said, when it gets real tight, you know, like I said, we and we make a lot of three pointers. We shoot a lot of three pointers, and, and like I said, those are the ones you kind of miss in the end. You know, so because that that takes pretty much all your energy, all your legs. You know, so so maybe like I said, we just got to uh, figure out to take better shots, maybe. And then we've just got to, uh, you know, I guess make them. <laughs> and you got back-to-back region wins. Yes, ma'am. How do you plan to keep that rolling? Uh, we're going to come in and we're going to have some really good practices. We're going to look at what we did really well and look at what we did really bad, and we're going to try to fix that. So, yeah, I mean, so, so there we have it. You know, now same thing with the girls' team. We, we turn our attention to the region championship, to, to, to the region play. Um, yeah, I know we got uh, we got a couple of some some non conference games in there just to get some practice and work on some things for non region games I guess, um, but you know for me at this point for us hopefully that the focus then becomes all right let's watch these region standings where we what's our seeding gonna be you know and again can we utilize the the depth of that bench um, you know who gets hot at the right time can can both the townsend like i would love to see this team when both townsends are hot when when corville's dropping threes when baker's moving the ball around when gabe sands is playing really like brutal down in the paint him and james both like really want to see i want to see this team truly truly gel together you know like when when robinson's coming in on the boards and when um you know, Schulteis is hitting those shots and, and, and like just like, you know, and obviously we can't forget, you know, Allison. You can't forget uh, him at all. Um, and also, so I don't know. And also you got wild cards like this past player of the week, Maurice Massey. Yeah. You know, oh, we, yeah. We haven't even talked about Maurice. Yeah, yeah. Last week's player of the week. I mean, again, like the, the whole like look, we should just name the whole roster all over yes. again. You know, I mean, but it's awesome to be able to say that about this team. It's like. All right. Hopefully, hopefully, like you were saying, like what you said, we're we're seeing the, them turning that corner, um, and and we'll see we'll see how far it takes, them, man. And I will say this, and I and I covered the boys team a lot last year, which was their first time under Reeves. And right. granted, a lot of that, a lot of their roster was seniors, but the main trend with that team was they had a lot of close games, but that's really all they were, and even. Even that season, Reeves admitted that they need to be able to close games. And I feel like this year, that's also a very prominent issue. And if they can fix that, if they can keep themselves together after the second half and in that third quarter and make sure that they can keep the momentum that they've got, it's a done deal. They can. I think when they've got the flow and they keep the flow, they can beat anybody. Yeah, it's that third quarter, man. It's exactly what you're talking about yeah. there. It's like when they come out of that locker room, you know, if, if we're on fire and playing like we do in the first half, yeah, we're going to run away with it. But if, if we keep coming out cold, it's it's going to it's going to be a struggle, and you're going to have some games that uh, that you don't want to be playing that close. I'll tell you what isn't close though: the competition in our swim team, right? The competition, <laughs> the competition versus Stars Mill swim. There's none. There, there doesn't seem to be any. I mean, and obviously we're, we're, we're coming up on yet another milestone, continuing yet another amazing streak for Stars Mill Swim. Uh, I can't wait for the next time we get a chance to talk to Coach Huggins and to Coach Abrams. Um, man, this Saturday. What, what's going on this Saturday? Well, I think the biggest thing is apprehension. Well, before I get to that, we are going to our we are going to get ready for our twenty first consecutive 
region title defense. County. They call it county. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. They call it county. County title defense. And what can you say? I mean, we got a lot of good talent. We got Michael Tucker. We got Seth Roach. We got Hayden Weiberg for the boys. We got we got Addy Addy McFadden. Or sorry, yeah, Avery, Avery McFadden. You got Michael's younger sister, yeah. Mackenzie. Mackenzie Tucker. Tucker, right? And that really, I mean, you've got multiple threats on both sides, on both boys and girls. And we're right? talking about swimmers who like already had state qualifying times in the very first meet of the season, right? Yeah, I mean, but but like, how cool is that? Like, we're sitting in 2021. Now, let me put this into perspective. 2021, if the team wins again this weekend, this Saturday, I think it's up in Jonesboro, up in the Clayton County Aquatic Center or whatever, um, our our very own Craig Bardo, who's on the swim team, is working up a a way that uh, he's going to stream the competition because they're not allowing parents in and all that kind of stuff. So thank you, Craig, for putting that together for the team and everything. But but let's, let's talk if they win this Saturday. It's not just, oh, they won another one, right? Like, they haven't. They will have won every county championship this millennia. All right, let's talk about that. All right, that's amazing. The school's only been open since 1997, right? We started winning in 2000 and haven't lost the county yet. That's pretty awesome. Now, I do hear, and I, and I heard in the newsroom today that uh, McIntosh, I believe, has dropped out. I have heard that too, yes. Yeah. Um, so we'll see about there. And I mean, obviously, you know, the, or maybe not obviously to everyone, but the swim team won last weekend. Good little good little warm-up for, for county this weekend. So uh, honestly, I'm, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, we're going we're gonna to knock on wood here. Like, uh, I, I, I want to know where the competition is going to come from Saturday. Within our own team? <laughs> That'd be the best case scenario. You know, and I mean, I don't want to slight, you know, some of the other great swimmers in, in the county or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, I really look forward to us talking to Huggins, um, talking talking to Abrams um, next week or whatever. You know, when we when we get a chance to do that. But man, like what? Just like I, well, we're gonna have to make sure we do a little we do a little bit of homework here and, and and figure out all of these people and all of the events that they've qualified for state in because obviously like that that's really the next thing the swim team's looking at is like all right, let's get up. I think those are what held at Georgia Tech. Like, let's get into those tech pools and let's really show this state and 5A what, what Stars Mill Swim is all about again. My only message to this team is don't get overconfident. You guys have a chance to keep a historic streak going. Don't be the ones to break it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah. But it's cool, man. Like, you think about, like, this is what we're talking about. Like, okay, we have a four-year streak of 1,000-point career point people at Stars Mill Basketball. You have a five-year streak of Revision Championships in football. You've got, a, like, a 21-year, potential 21-year streak of county championships in swimming. Like, there's, you know, I remember, I think it was one of the football team um, slogans, like, tradition never graduates. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, look at the traditions that are being built at this school, man. Like, that is just so impressive and so cool. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the Prowler in there for a second. You know, we're, we're on a two-year streak of SNO Distinguished Site. Right? Like, we're throwing our names in the mix of, like, just this, this consecutive year-after-year year excellence. You know, and I mean, you know, and, that, and that's one of the things that the school promotes is demand excellence. And look at, look at, what's, look at what's happening there. You know, I, I just think it's incredible. You know, you know, it's incredible, Stackhouse. What I do like to commend to the swim team, though, is that their streak easily is the most profound in that they're able to get swimming talent literally year after year after year to the point where it's 
a millennial record. Yeah, yeah. And again, like, you know, I mean, if you talk to Huggins and Abrams, they're going to tell you, hey, you know, we've got things like scat. We've got a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, certainly that plays a factor and a role in it, you know, but those kids are also coming to this team and, and, and you know, putting their efforts and time in for the school and everything, you know. So, so every single one of you who's going to take to the pool this Saturday, good luck. Um, you know, bring it home once again. Well, let's right. keep the street going, man. All right, cheer. What do we, what do we got about cheer? You know what? Our cheer team has actually been doing really, really good so far. We have one. You say that like you're surprised. Like we're just talking about excellence at this school, <laughs> and you're like, "Well, they've actually been doing well." Like, like I, I'm not surprised to say that that you know that we're talking cheer and we're talking excellence. But carry on. Anyway, but but, but we'll get to that point in a minute. But. We have won every single meet except one, and the one meet we lost to was against McIntosh. And credit to McIntosh, they're one of, if not the best cheer programs in the entire state. Yeah, you talk consistency there, man. They've got it. Yeah, but I think it's interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the spotlight on to Coach Mandy Ratliff real quick because you know it's been an inter- it was an interesting journey with coach with coach I can't remember McNally McNally last mm-hmm. year. And I think it was interesting that we brought back Coach Ratliff, who was the coach that brought us a state championship this past year. But, you know, because we lost some senior leadership in Donnie Davis and some others. So it was interesting. It was like, how far are we going to go this year? Well, it turns out we're actually going to do really good because... Seems like things are going pretty well. Yeah, because from what I've heard, it's, it's that, you know... Manny is a, a great coach, and she and she's been pushing this program to what she believes that they believes that they can be, and I think it's done wonders because hey, we've only lost to one of the best cheer programs in the state, right? Right, and, it, and you know she brought on. You also have her bringing in Olivia Phillips, mm-hmm. former Stars Mill student. You know she's an alumnus. She's she's also a former cheerleader. So you've got that in there as well. I mean, it's uh, I think I think is, isn't Hayward involved? I'm I know she sure. does basketball um, cheer as well, but like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good core um, of coaching there, and again, just like like you said, just bringing back and and you know, the, seeing the results. You know, when when you're when your only real competition there is is one of the best teams in the state to Macintosh again. Shout out to them. Like, that's a pretty good testament to where the program's at. And we've also got some really good cheerleaders in because, you know, we got Junior Candom Castler. We've got some really good seniors like Kate Whelan, Mackenzie, Mackenzie Slagle, uh, Olivia Allen. And the and let's remind our, our listeners, two of the top 12 all-star cheerleader, all-state cheerleaders in Emily Stackhouse, my sister, and Kaylee Bennett. And that senior leadership has been huge for them because that's been able they, – they've been able to be an anchor – and help get this team to a really good spot right now. Yeah, it's it's great when you have that kind of and you and you name some fantastic seniors there, Stackhouse. Like uh, it's great when you have that kind of leadership on a team who can who can motivate those younger girls and 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 keep even that tradition. I mean, that seems to be another thing that we talk about year after year after year is having one. And this year we have two of the finalists for for the cheerleader of the year. You know, GHSA's cheerleader of the year. Like how how amazing is that? Like it's just great. 
Uh, I think they announced that, what, at the state competitions yes. in the middle of February? Yeah, those state competitions are February 15th and 16th in Columbus. Um, so so we'll get the results then. But, like, it's just so awesome. Just so awesome to see how they're doing. I know this weekend they're hosting a competition. The girls will be performing, uh, but they won't be getting ratings or anything like that at their own competition. But this Saturday, chance to see them. They're doing a little showcase or whatever. Uh, our own Mackenzie Jaddick was giving us a little update on that earlier today. So... Uh, you know, you get a chance to, to come out Saturday, this Saturday, and, and, and see the see what uh, what the Stars Mill cheerleading team is, is working with this year. Good, good. Wrestling. All right, you were there Wednesday, or not Wednesday, sorry, Saturday. Uh, area duels were over at Whitewater. Uh, you, you spent the, the, the day there covering those. What did you see, man? Well, what I saw is a, the particular problem, what you're going to hear from Coach Garner in a moment, is that we were just outnumbered. We... We had a lot of forfeits that put us in the hole, and we would, and we were forced to play way better than most than most teams would have if they had the numbers. But with that, we had some really they had some really good matches. Some of the underclassmen wrestled really well, um, and the seniors they all wrestled really well because particularly uh, Leo Manine, Leo Joyce Sokowski, and Ethan Kassler. We're gonna be saying those next three names for a good amount these next few weeks. But um, I kn- I'm certain that both Solkowski and Castor won by pins, and I think I know Leo. I think Manin got one pin. Maybe he got two. I'd have to double check on that. But a full photo gallery story on that is going to be coming out. But real quick, just to get a little. But between match to match, we had competed against Northgate in Whitewater, and because of the shortage of shortage of wrestlers that we have, we. We ended up in the hole pretty early, and we just could not get the points to get us to go forward. So we ended up going out 0-2. But to really explain that better, I got head coach of the wrestling team, Andrew Garner, to be talking about that. So one of the big killers this this weekend were definitely the, were definitely having to deal with a bunch of forfeits. Mm-hmm. So, and having to play that numbers game, what is how does that change the magnitude of? How great you guys have to be playing to win. Um, when, when you when you start off, we we started off our first first and second match uh, forfeiting four different weight classes. So in, in as far as the team sport goes, those those four um, weight uh, weight classes that we forfeit are 24 points. Um, so that, that starts us off down 24 to nothing. So that that causes us to have a big um, big mountain to climb. Um, so. For us to come back, we have just to get it back to square one, get it back to even where we're tied again. We have to win four matches by pin. Um, so it, it puts us in the hole, um, and we knew it was gonna. We, we knew we had those forfeits. It was gonna be a, a tough hill to climb. Um, um, but unfortunately, here there were a couple teams that were that were that were pretty solid, and we weren't able to overcome those odds. And kind of just looking at how the team performs individually, how do you think that? How do you think those matches went? Um. There were some good and some bad. Uh, you know, this morning, this morning we wrestled Northside Columbus. Uh, uh, not taking anything away from them, they wrestled well. Um, but I don't, I don't know if we necessarily wrestled to the best of our ability. Uh, you know, some of our guys did well. Uh, other guys were a little sluggish and slow to start. Um, but, it, but in that that last match there, uh, you know, against Whitewater, the, the team, the final score was a little, uh, was a little closer. Um, I felt like, you know, some of our veteran guys wrestled better for us, and then some of our younger guys just with the inexperience. Um, you know, kind of, kind of got overtaken. Looking ahead to traditionals, what do you think you can take away of going into that? Um, you know, 
moving, moving forward, going into traditionals, uh, it, it, the, the team aspect, aspect of it kind of changes, and it's more about it, the individuals. And so for us, you know, as coaches and then wrestlers, it's about looking at each individual wrestler and, and saying what what is each person instead of as a team getting ready to wrestle. It's, you know, looking specifically person by person and knowing what, what do they need to specifically work on to be the best they can be um, for that, that area individual tournament. In the team game of wrestling, numbers are a really big factor in how you're able – Cause, like you said, like like you said, like you get four weight you get four weight classes having to forfeit. At that point, you're having to you're having to win several matches, almost all of your matches by pin, if you want to get back in. If you want to, at the very least, get back in the game. And unfortunately, that just wasn't feasible for the team. Even and what would you say to me over the weekend? Like those four losses, that's twenty four points, right? Yes. Like you automatically start down twenty four points. Before any any of your players take the mat, like you forfeit those four, you're down twenty four. How do you how do you recover? You have to play. You have to rest. Your team has to wrestle almost perfectly, and unfortunately, that just end up being too tall of an order for us to follow through. Which I absolutely do not blame anybody. That is an extremely difficult feat, and everybody I've talked to on that team acknowledge that. Yeah, right. but. We should we should be hopeful because we do have a lot of good wrestlers going on to traditionals this year. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus my attention to those three seniors I mentioned: Manin, Solkowski, and Kassler. The the former two first have been our two state play our student have been made have made state twice before, and I think both of them had pretty good bracket runs in their in those in their respective seasons. And I know personally Joey Solkowski, so I can tell you that I think that he's de- I think he's definitely upped his game, and so is Menin. So I think they're going to go pretty deep this year. But the big guy that we should be watching it for is Ethan Kessler. Yeah, he's only got he, like if you want to talk about improvement, he's only got one spot he can improve over the last two years. Yeah, because the only, the one guy he lost to was the guy that won re- that won state every single year. So even though he may be gone. There's always, you know, the potential of watching out for newer or bigger threats that could that could potentially block him. But I think that Ethan is going to be unchained. He is going to want a state championship more than anything, and it is going to be oh, it's going to be a ride to well, watch. And Kassler, play. like, isn't it? Wasn't he runner up the last two years, right? Yes. Yeah, and runner up to the same guy two years in a row. It's Kassler's senior year. Like, we didn't even know if there was going to be a wrestling season at all. Yeah, so I like, like you know, I'm really, really excited and looking forward to, and and you know, and I hope not just on a stars mill sake, but on a personal sake for for Ethan Kassler. Like I hope that that he gets to go out with that championship. You know, I mean, if, if you're gonna make it that far three years in a row, man, yeah, like what a way to go out. Mm-hmm. You know, so looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And on top of that, good luck to all the wrestlers during traditional season. Forever, all the other wrestlers, great job on everything you've done this year. But this is going to be an interesting ride for them, and I cannot wait to see what's going to be going on. Now, let's wrap up with a quick lightning round of dance. Uh, we won our we in our first competition of the year. We won second in jazz and first in palm, and in our second in our in our most previous meet, I think it was last week, we won first in palm and first overall. So you know we got a really good start to our season. There's a lot of talented dancers. We have a tradition of having a really good program, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see them go on to state, see 
them push towards more state and national glory as they have in years. Well, and that's what's cool about dance this year is that, you know, like we have like the state competition and everything. You've got, of course, uh, Miss Coleman, Pat Coleman's coach on the team. Looking forward to the coach's corner with her this week, which is going to be great. I think uh, our own Peter Beardsley is going to sit down with her to talk dance. Um, You can check that out on the the prowlernews.org. Um, but I mean, the, it's cool to watch them perform. Like I've seen them perform two or three times already this year, especially like at basketball games and everything. There is just, there's just such an energy there, um, in their performance that is, is just, I I don't even know how to describe it. Like it's just just phenomenal. Like you're like the the emotion and, and obviously, you know, the, 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 the performance itself, but the emotion that these girls portray in that in their dance is just. Uh, I, uh, I guess there's a moment that I'm reminded of seeing the performance Saturday of this this like breath at the end where it's like there's just this exhale, collective exhale from all of the dancers, and, and like it truly truly gives credence to the phrase like their performance is breathtaking, like truly a breathtaking performance. Um, so hopefully, hopefully everyone out there listening in Panther Nation gets a chance to go and, and see the performance at some point, see the girls perform. You will not be disappointed. Just a great, great group of, of girls with a phenomenal coach. Uh, and, and again, you, you're talking uh, a tradition. You know, this seems to be the theme of the, of the episode, like a, a tradition of performing well, of giving great performances, of scoring well. And, and like you said, you know, we've – we're doing great in Palm, finishing second in, in Jazz, and, and winning overall last time. So really just great to see, man. Really I mean, wish them all the best. You brought that. You brought up a really good point in that the overarching thing we've been really talking about is tradition, and we're at that point where, we're, where you know, we cover, we cover most of this, what's going on by mo- moment by moment, and most people will only ever really see the fruits of that tradition but it's very interesting that we could sit down here and talk about all these amazing things that are happening before our eyes and it really does give way to the fact that this is tradition we are living in that right now and it's incredible to watch and i think it's been incredible to see how this how the next few weeks have been forged and what we should be look forward to be looking forward to. Well, and that's where like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bookend this episode by going back and saying, you know, when I was sitting there Saturday looking at the archives on the prowlernews.org and just seeing how like we have created the you know, the prowler has created this written history of Stars Mill and you see that. When you go and you you search up 1,000 career points and you get stories of Drew Hudson and Alice Ann and, and Katie Wilson and uh, Nate Allison and now Jacqueline Hester, like it's so cool to see that. And you see the breadth of that tradition. And, and it's just an, an incredible thing to see, you know, is you, you, covering, you know, the, the football region championships or covering, you know, the the, the – Ratliff cheer coach and then McNally cheer coach and Ratliff back to cheer coach and like just covering those things and seeing uh, you know shout out to Heather McNally by the way um, but like that is just so cool it's just so cool to be a part of that you know and this is why like as the as the newspaper advisor why I love this so much is that that you guys get to be a part of that you guys get to write the history of Stars Mill as it happens 
and your name's attached to it. Like, you, you know, you, you get to and, – and you saw this, Stackhouse, firsthand as you handed that region championship trophy to Coach. Like, you, you literally got to be a part of that, and then you got to sit down and interview Coach about it, and then you got to write about it, and you, as a newspaper writer – in, in the Prowler, in the, in the journalism program, you got to write your school's history as it happened. That's just the coolest. Like, that is just so much fun and so awesome. Um, but all right, you got me off on a tangent there, man. Like, take us home. Stop no, you've got a point, but everything that's going on right now is so cool. It's amazing to be a part of this, of the stories that are being written right now and actually being the people to write the stories. It's something that... Um, just got to take in and kind of just realize that we've got a couple more weeks of winter sports to go. And I think it's all going to be very exciting. we got we got more history to write, man. Yeah, we got girl girls girls potentially being on the up and up. Boys boys going on a flow. Cheer cheer making some – sorry. Cheer making some noise. Swim making history. Wrestling boys trying to make some, trying to make some big waves and dance. Doing what they always do. So this is all exciting for our listeners. If you want to follow what we do, theprowlernews.org, we got it all. We got all the sports coverage of Stars Mill that you could possibly want. And we're going to leave you to that. As I say, thank you for listening. And from myself, from journalism advisor, Mr. Spencer, thank you for listening. Go Panthers!